And we're live. There we go. Welcome to Dab Meet, everybody. Mike, great to see you. Chris great Wood, you thank well. you for being with us. What's wow, up, man. Thank you for having me. We're fucking blessed to have Chris. the creative oral presentations. Chris Wood with us tonight, blessing us. Chris, are you just on a different side of the room, or did you move out of that haunted Mexican restaurant? Okay, yeah, the basement divides into haunted Mexican restaurant and then pictures of my mom when she was young and hot. Those are the two places I can post up. So I went young and hot pics. And just to be clear, Chris, is that a picture of a bearded man with his eyes scratched out in the background? That one? Yeah. Uh, his eyes aren't scratched out. It's just bad. But yeah, that's my dad with a beard. Oh, damn. He's it. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. Makes me feel bad. I want to oh, apologize good. to the live chat, the YouTube live chat. I'm the reason that we were late. I'm I'm battling uh, what I think is terminal diarrhea. Oh, no. I've eaten only pizza and birthday cake for the past 24 hours, and I can feel pressure on my tailbone. And what should, does it uh, to you? Is it the yeah. pizza or is it the dairy? It's probably both. It's definitely the sugar and the pizza. Sugar's a big one. I can't I can't do a lot of sugar. It makes me. It upsets my tummy, and I have eaten a heroic amount of pizza. Um, Tim, how do you react to Maroon 5 sugar? Mike, I'll fucking turn this thing around. <laughs> <laughs> Late start, we just call it now. That's it. <laughs> Fuck it. Thanks for joining us, everybody, for the 10-second ten, ten podcast. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ, man. Can you do spicy? Spicy is what fucks me up these days. Mm. I can't. I can do sugar okay, but anything spicy at all, I'm done. Spicy's still joyful, yeah, for sure. Even like Indian food spicy, you still got a stomach for that? Yeah, for sure. Um, is today the Puerto Rican Day Parade, by the way? Probably. We'll hear it What the second. fuck? I just Googled it, and instead of a date, there there's a, a range. <laughs> <laughs> they just give them like two weeks, three weeks. It sucks, dude. In my, Look, guys, you know how like, uh, the fucking Irish retards have nine different trolleys full of drunk people in the spring? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's like five Saturdays in a row where it's St. Paddy's Day and Aaron Express. Puerto Rican Day Parade is the same thing. Dude, there's probably a fireworks backlog. That's why they're they're waiting. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like going. trash day. Like they, they had to put it off long enough that they're just uh, running it as it comes. When the fuck is this? You got to earn your way out of that neighborhood, huh? Last week, and they're going to throw a bunch of parades same week. Yeah, that's the, the last chopper out of Saigon. I can't wait. I was supposed to start moving yesterday, but I uh, tore something in my shoulder, so I couldn't do shit. It's fine. I'm okay. I'm not very hurt, but I had to rest it. I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm just focused. Have you done it before? Is it a residual thing you did again, or is it brand new? It's a new thing. I wasn't being attacked by anybody. I was just trying to get my body off the floor, and something crunched. It's fine, though. In the shoulder? Yeah, under the blade. Under the blade. Yeah, it looks like today, September 27th. God damn it. Hey, Tim, would it be fair to say that Under the Blade would be a great surgeon podcast? You tell me, Mike. Would that be fair to say? (laughs) Would that be fucking fair to say? I think it would, man. And your shoulder blade hurts as you had to listen to that joke, which made it worse. (laughs) I know, man. This is how he reacts, dude. I'm I'm, I'm telling him how I, I fucking... I, I had I experienced a serious setback in my life accompanied by physical pain, and, and he wants to know if it would be fair to say something. Well, well t- Tim, if anybody can shoulder this burden, I believe it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, have you ever had surgery for anything? Yeah, I almost cut my foot off when I, when I skate when I was 14. 
I was. Uh, oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I got checked hard. My own skate went into my own other skate and fucking cut my leg real bad. Now, do you think that was karma for you making fun of that armless boy, or was that after? <laughs> that was the end of my career. That was it. I, I oh, laid that kid out, and then, yeah, they uh, they couldn't. They sewed it up, but like I cut tendons, but they didn't repair the tendons. They were just like, "You're really lucky." And then my foot was like a club for six months. They had to go back in. That was it for hockey. Were you afraid at any point that you wouldn't be able to use it again? No, they didn't tell me that. I was too like young and stupid to think about like, oh, you might really not have a foot. But they were like, yeah, it was like sixty percent. You just have a club foot forever. We didn't tell you. So I got lucked. I lucked out on that one. Jesus, you'd but, be yeah, a great club to... foot guy though. He would, yeah. One of those guys. Put... He's always wearing like a big black cartoon boot. <laughs> yeah, bus. you have to wear one of those special boots, right? That's yeah. awful. That'd be sick. You'd need you'd need slick backed hair though. Once you go bald. Probably would have lost some of the effect. Bald club foot. You got to live outside of town. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's medieval rules. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I can't take a club foot right now. Exiled over a foot injury. <laughs> yeah. You live in a barn that's abandoned. That's it. <laughs> fuck. I am really lucky that didn't happen. That was gross. They had to stop the game and shit because blood coagulates quick on the ice. So it just became yeah. like solid. It was a ton of I, I just thought my foot was wet. I remember looking down and just freaking out. How old were you? Oh, 13. Damn. Uh, was there any part of you that was like, dude, when I when I give the thumbs up on the way out, I'm definitely getting a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to be I was trying to be so nonchalant. But you know, I'm like a, a horrifically bloody 14-year-old and the EMTs are scared for me. I'm like, I'm cool, it's fine. I'm all right. It's like Or were you fucking... truthful and gave him a thumbs down? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> This is not looking good, guys. Dude, what really scared me was when I when they took me off the ice and then they called the game. I saw both teams, my own team and the other team, come off and like the faces of, and they were just like, oh, like that whoa. scared me to see little kids be this scared of my legs. I didn't really know how to judge it, and I was like, oh, I guess this is bad. Fuck. Chris, did they do the thing where they smacked their uh, blades on the ice? Oh, they probably did. Oh, yeah, that's worth it then. I don't know. Did you get a couple days off from school? Yeah, I was on crutches for a while. I was on crutches for a minute because they didn't mm. operate correctly. Like, whole freshman year. Do you guys ever been on crutches before? Um, no. I don't remember. I don't think it's I It's like have. a fun step. Actually, it's, it's pretty good. For like a day. Like, it was nothing big. I, I, I For one doctor's it. appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's I got what I needed? I'm hurt pretty bad, doc. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember I would fall on crutches. Because you got to do stairs. I had to go up and downstairs in high school and stuff. I was on it for like four, five, six months. Just getting so, girls like, to help you up. Yeah, no, you have to do like a peg dance and you're slow and everybody, yeah, it was a couple like almost slip falls, grab the railing, a couple of good crutch falls in my past. It's pretty good. Hold on, they're also honking now. That is them, dude. This could also be Jews for Yom Kippur tomorrow. <laughs> they're turning it up? Yeah. That sounds like it's right outside your house. I mean. What a hell. You'll be gone in a just, week. Should we do this a different time? No, I think this is. I feel perfect. like it adds to the festivities. Honestly, I, I agree, one hundred percent. So, what are they celebrating on Puerto Rican Pride? Good question. I don't is know, it man. just the matter of being Puerto Rican, or was there some significant event? I feel like I should probably know this. This is like weird trivia that I don't really know now. Oh, Chris, I'm, Puerto Rico. I, I can't wait for the uh, to the forthcoming <laughs> oral presentations on this. I wish I could swoop in with Puerto Rico facts right now, but all I know is that they got like pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, I've, tax I've, got, a re- I've got an official request for an oral presentations on fucking Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yeah, I got that. I got uh, tomorrow is already done, but I'll do Puerto Rican Day Parade. Oh, that would be incredible, dude. Okay, anyway, and that'll be the last one before Halloween. Then I'm going to do a bunch of murders and shit. Oh, uh, can't wait. 
putting up bodies, all sorts of weird shit. Chris, are you a big Aaron Express guy? No, not for like the social reasons that people go on it for, where it's like, hey, we're having fun, woo. It's like I would black out and then like show up for an hour and disappear, and everybody mm-hmm. wonder where I went. I've never, Sam, you I've don't never strike part- me. Never once participated. Yeah, that's not a surprise. What about you, Mike? Uh, in my early twenties, I went. I think I might have just gone once, but I did the whole school bus thing and just throwing up in the back of a fucking school bus and oh you went bus and stuff i always i yeah. never went bus i was on foot every now and then but then i would break away from the group that's fun like i celebrate you feel like prom no. like a limo no it's it's like retarded prom all right so prom yeah yeah i feel like everyone i know who was into the Aaron express bullshit by the time they were 21 they'd already gotten fat from drinking so much beer in the two years before they turned 21 that's it in a nutshell. I mean, it's basically girls staring at their cell phones looking for other people to hang out with. Yeah. And, and guys um, reenacting fights that they were never in. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of overfilled green <laughs> Looney Tunes sweatshirts just getting mm-hmm. on the bus. Similar to the Mummers Parade. I remember I lived on like Broad and Christian for the Mummers Parade one year. A lot of girls looking at phones. A lot of dudes like half fighting each other. And then I saw one girl take a shit in between two cars just in public by the right. Truly age. getting back to our roots, like our tribal <laughs> yeah. roots. I remember looking out of, like, the window. I just see, like, this girl's pooping in between two cars. She was, like, crabbing it in between the two cars and just letting it loose. Was it, like, one foot on each car? No, it was, like, two feet on the back of one car and then her back on the other car and then just pooping in between. Oh, I respect that, too. Oh, dude, that's Punxsutawney, South Philly. Yeah, I was kind of impressed by it. She's like, yeah, she's letting it loose. It's fine. The floor is lava. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, that's one cool thing about um, those, like, celebratory all day drinking things is like there's always a girl somewhere taking a shit outside yeah you ever see a dude doing it it's always a girl that's like kind of decent looking taking a shit because she just can't hold it (laughs) and they don't get in trouble for it people are just kind of all react like oh look at that it's a supreme court decision dude you can't girls can't get in trouble for shitting outside that is one benefit of being a woman you could you could be embarrassed about taking a shit outside and still get laid that night If you're a, if you're a dude who has a shit episode, it's game over. Yeah, it's you have to you have to use a continue the next day. Even like a rumored shit episode, if it gets around that group, <laughs> you gotta go home. Even if if somebody tells it well, that's fucking it, dude. I just got back from uh, a, a children's birthday party right now, and every serious conversation I had all day, I was dropping spicy farts, and I was just not breaking eye contact mm. to the point where I feel embarrassed now. Everyone everyone guaranteed knew about it. My wife had, had to bubble. leave with me. You had the bubble guts all day from the cake. Yeah. Worth it, though, man. Tim, you didn't get into it too much, but when you were driving us back from New York the other day, were you close to shitting yourself? Uh, Yeah, but it was like it was kind of like um, nothing I nothing I haven't seen before. You know, I'm kind of a, yeah. a grizzled vet in shitting my pants. I have to get pretty close to emergency for you to see me sweat about it. Yeah, you had said something to insinuate that that may have been the case, but I didn't want to say anything. It was like talking to a pitcher during a no-hitter. A no-shitter, if you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was like, all right, if this is going to happen, I want to be in the car for it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's working his magic. Leave him be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I mentioned to you guys as we got in the car before a three-hour drive, I was oh, like, I, I could, there's, there's trouble coming. and <laughs> uh, But obviously, I'm the man for it, so I wasn't too worried. Um and then he stopped off and got a, a rest stop Cinnabon. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, up the difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my version of training in a weighted vest. <laughs> like when you see dickheads jogging with no shirt and a weighted vest through like a downtown area. Tim trains in weighted underwear. <laughs> Chris, when's the last time you shit yourself? I was just thinking, I've been lucky. I haven't, I think I've, the only time I've really shit myself is when I've been working out. And that's, I work out alone. I don't go to a gym. So, like, mm-hmm. I've shit my pants in the garage, you know, <laughs> handful of times. But, it's always like, all right, we'll call it. Go, go take care of this. There's no. I've been pretty lucky without uh, shit myself in front of people. Anybody, you guys ever fucking let it loose in front of a crowd? Dude, I, I came close about, uh, what was it, Tim, that I was on the way to your house like three weeks ago? I was driving to Tim's house. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, Chris, I live like 20, 20 minutes from Tim, and I go right down 95, past the stadiums in Philly, and I had my wife with me because she needed my car. And as soon as we pass the stadiums, I'm like, James, I don't think I'm going to make it. And, you know, you have that um, it's just a feeling and a sensation that washes over you where it's just like, this is it. It's going to happen. <laughs> I had that about five different times. And I had Jamie text him to say, like, look, uh, can you make sure the bathroom is coming in hot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Light and uh, and Tim was a gentleman. He cleared out the bathroom for me and even made some very funny joke. As I walked in the door, oh, that's awesome. What did I say? Uh, you said uh, um, Jamie called ahead, reserve your air, poop and pee. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would forget saying that. I'm a f- Mike. How hype were you to show up at that house? That had to be awesome. Your buddy pr- like prepared a throne for you to take care of this. <laughs> Dude, ev- everything went right. It was like uh, I felt like the president. Welcome it's like to my husband. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a big plus on that friendship, like on the overall scoreboard. Like that's a real friendship. You fucking got ready for me to blow his toilet up. Dude, it was. I did. I felt like the president. It's like he can get off a helicopter and walk right into a car and get to where he needs to go. Like that's what it was like for me. We rolled out the brown carpet. Because <laughs> of this shit. No, I've never. This uh... is actually the only thing. So every time uh, we get booked on shows. I have a, a a very comprehensive list of things of things I want to talk about, and I just end up talking about how much I miss being in danger of shitting my pants. Just because like we never get to leave the house anymore, I'm never far enough away from a toilet that like I really get the thrill anymore. Yeah, or if you do it, it's a quick cleanup. It's not a big deal. You're not really playing. You're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, with yeah. Danger. The stakes are the stakes are low right now, and that's that's something that has to change. Yeah, we, we got to get to a point where we're like serial killers writing letters to the press. Yeah, fix this. We got to update. I'm going to cherry bomb my own toilet so I so it's out of play. <laughs> really, really get my fucking blood pumping. Next time there's a full moon, you shit your pants in public. <laughs> I uh, I've I've pissed my pants in front of people before. How I remember, recently? I remember I did it to stalemate an argument once in a in a relationship when I was like 24, 25. <laughs> I was I was driving the car and I was, she was gonna break up with me, so it was my car. So I just pissed my pants. And did it work? Yeah, she started laughing, and then we went to the Cheesecake Factory. Man, sorry, I stopped home and changed my pants. So I had maroon dress pants on. I was working an office job at the time. So. <laughs> I remember making the decision before I got on the Wall Women Bridge. I was driving her back to Philly to drop her off at home because we were breaking up. And I peed my pants. Now, when the Chris, when the relate when the relationship finally ended, did you put that into play again? No, you can't run the same play twice. You wouldn't have fallen for it the second time. And then you know how pathetic I'd be if that was my play to try to save it. Like, look, I pissed again. <laughs> like, fucking camp. I'm so happy I'm leaving. 
oh, one man. time he got me out of it. That was like, uh, that was what, uh, what was her name? Evan Rachel Wood was saying about Marilyn Manson. Every time she tried to leave him, he threatened to kill himself. You could have gone back to that every time. You could have pissed your pants every single time. <laughs> that was my version. I just pissing my own, my own car. Dude, that's what the Coldplay song Yellow is about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that was the only thing I could think of. I like, I can't, I lost this. This is just a distraction tactic. And then uh, it kind of worked. It was, it was like I saw the pee fill up in a pool in between my legs. It didn't go right into the seat right away. And she saw it. So, you know. Wow, dude. You know, I'm not proud dude, of it. I pissed my, the last time I pissed myself, it's just like like batting practice pissing. It's it's in the ocean this summer. But, oh, yeah, man, nice. you forget, like, how how refreshing of a feeling that is. Yeah, an ocean piss, that's nice. You get in there and you're just unloaded. You don't feel guilty about it either. The ocean's so big you know fish are pissing it all the time it's um it's like aquaponics like the the fish digested and that is like a batting cage of like pissing your pants that's a good way to put it whenever i piss in the ocean i like to get out to the point where i'm completely floating my feet can't touch the ground and i'll i'll lay on my back in the sun and i'll close my eyes and i'll pretend i'm pissing in outer space (laughs) (laughs) that's right i'm i'm probably the gayest dude either of you know no i think that's fun that's just good fun right there that kind of shit (laughs) Like, why is Tim going so far out in the ocean? Oh, he's pissing again like he's on a UFO. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm just stealing yeah. moves. Great I'm move. tubing in space. Yeah. It's not bad. I didn't go to the beach this week or this summer at all. I thought it was like, I didn't really have Absolutely not. Go. That's the one thing I wouldn't even try to do is go to a fucking Jersey Shore beach. Yeah. The pandemic and all that shit. But Mike, I, you went. You went I, on vacation, though. I had a blast, man. It was great. Nobody was on the rides. Uh, I got my son an airbrush t-shirt. That's what's up. That's all I need, man. That's fine. It's a family vacation. That's good. Yeah. It was cool, man. Would you get airbrushed on it? Uh, some Fortnite thing that he likes. Um, but it was playing. It was great, dude. I respect it. Dude, we went on this, this gigantic Ferris wheel in Ocean City, and there's a ride that's parallel to the, to the Ferris wheel called Moby Dick. And Mike goes, dad, look. And he points down at the illuminated sign that says "Dick," and we both just, <laughs> just, just magic. It's like Field of Dreams when they start having to catch. You're just proud of your son immediately. You're like, "Yes, oh, he's the man, dude." Hell yeah! Oh my there. god, he said the funniest fucking shit the other night when we were leaving jujitsu. We were going to stop at Dick Sporting Goods to get him some new fall shit, and uh, we got in the car and it was running kind of late. And I was like, uh, "Mike, let me Google dicks." And, uh, <laughs> and then he get, then he goes just go to images and he started cracking up. <laughs> he hit you with it just go to images, dude. It was incredible, man. That's pretty great. Yeah, he's he's nine. <laughs> and every day since he's like, how about that joke I said the other day? I was like, yeah, that was awesome, man. Yeah, you gotta let him wear that one for like a year. That's a great joke. I might frame it. <laughs> That's pretty great, dude. His birthday's in a week. I might I might frame it and give it to him. Oh. That'd be cool. Hang it on the wall, yeah. or at least the fridge. There you go. <laughs> Man, I had a great moment with uh, my twelve-year-old uh, uh, Lucy last week. On uh, what happened? It was Friday night after we did uh, Shannon Lee's show. The thing is on Gas Digital that'll be mm-hmm. coming out this week. Um, I was supposed to be doing a late-night video game stream on Twitch, and uh, we'd we'd been kind of running around too much last week. And at the last minute, I I decided, like, you know what, even though I really want to do this and I was really excited to do it, something something wasn't right. And I, I started to feel like maybe I wasn't uh, like present enough for my family last week. Mm-hmm. 
And it was 10.30 on Friday night, so there's nothing I could even do about it. It was weird. But uh, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I need some downtime. And I was planning on going to, like, after your kids go to sleep and you still go say goodnight to them, you just kind of look at them for a while. I was like, I'll go do that, and I'll feel like a good dad. But I didn't get a chance to because uh, Lucy woke back up and came downstairs, and she was like, She'd already fallen asleep and woken up, and now she was in that state where, like, she wasn't going to fall right back asleep, and she was kind of bored. So she came downstairs and just started, like, joking around with me. And we just spent an hour, me and Lucy, no one else was awake. It was just me and Lucy goofing around, making fun of each other. And it was the, in a week where I did a lot of cool shit, it was the highlight of the entire fucking thing. No, that's the best. Yeah, so I I was really glad that I didn't, you know, I was really glad for some decisions I made right there. But then... There was a point where two two very funny things happened. Number one was uh, she she was trying to call me old, and she went too old. She was like, don't you have, like, a nursing home to get back to? And I was like, all right, swing and a miss. I'm not that old. You should have done something more like Gen X. But then I was like, don't you have a school shooting drill to get to? <laughs> and she thought it was super fun. Then she thought it was funny to make fun of me for being too old to have been to school shooter drills. And, uh, yeah, so then I hit her with, like, yeah, well, back back in my day, dude, we only had one school shooting, and it was Columbine, and we all had to share it. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's fucking dying laughing at all this. And then at one point, she, was, uh, she called me retarded. She was like, yeah, well, you're retarded, and, and then she trailed off. She said, and, and stopped. And, like, she, it looked like she was about to, like, trip and fall. And I was like, wait a second, were you about to call me gay? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, N- uh, no, oh, no. Um, and and 12-year-olds are a little bit superficially woke right now. I was like, you were about to call me retarded and gay. And I just, I dug into her about it. And she was like, tears down her face laughing. And uh, man, That's oh, it, man. young lady. You're canceled. <laughs> it's funny. She balked on that. You caught her. On oh, that. dude. She was like, she, she hit a wall. She was like, I can't call my dad gay, can I? Oh, that's so, such a fun late night hangout with dad though like dude, that's gonna be a cool memory just, the, like, cats the, <laughs> the cats in the gate the cats in the gate yeah that was pretty fucking that was pretty fucking sick that was that was a a bright hour in my life Hell i forget yeah. you guys you guys should give me advice on this i've been feeding ducks with my niece she's like <laughs> four or yes. five and like i don't like you guys have to, I, I ball the bread up so she can throw it harder. I, she looks like she's gonna hurt her shoulder every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a corrector form, dude. Never step out, turn the hip. She loves it too much. She's Hideo Nomo in it. She, fucking, <laughs> she loves it or hates these ducks. One of the two. She's but she likes ducks. them. Yeah, dude. We go through like a half thing of bread. There's no bread in the house once we do it. I bring all the bread. I'm like, we're using all the bread. Now, Chris, do you foot the bill for this duck bread? <laughs> Where's McKeever at? Mike! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite things about the UFC things. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. This, is, this was a ba- yet another fucking banner week. We had the UFC stream last night. Yeah. Uh, which is available to rewatch if you're so inclined. Like I said, dude, we don't... I've said this before. We don't make that as content. That's just some fucking boys getting together at the end of the world. Uh, but yeah, it, it is available to rewatch on our Patreon Um Look, just search up Dad Meat on Patreon. You'll you'll be able to find us. One of the clear highlights of the the UFC stream was Shane Gillis's dad Phil debuting his new 
Cole Haan fancy shoes <laughs> with sweat socks underneath. They tried to say it was Lemaire's shoes, but I wanted to point. I didn't point it out, but like he had laces in his though. Lemaire's was just stretchy shit. Like mm. Phil had laces at least. You know, they were like close to real shoes. Oh my god, I, this is killing me. I forget who was, I. I thought you were gonna say the highlight was the chat. Someone in the chat called those shoes Lemaire Force Ones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't remember exactly who that was. Like, I take for granted that Chef Chef McNulty was on fire, but everyone was fucking hitting home runs last night. It, there was some a name who I hadn't seen before said something so funny about uh, one of the female fights that I thought about multiple times today and still laughed about it. What was it? It was uh, both of these clam jammers know how to <laughs> change their own brakes. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> And then your line with Polish women, how they give birth, that was tremendous. <laughs> oh, Polish women give Polish. birth doggy style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty true. I'm almost certain. And then the Polish fighter got like a huge knockout and won a belt to punctuate that joke. That was great. Oh, dude. Dude, how about uh, Israel Adesanya's tit? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Tim Hart said that's steroids. That's, steroids. That's cycling off of something. It's called gyna something something. Really? Gynecomastia? Yeah. You get a little bit of tit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a torn pack on that. I don't know, man. Torn pack doesn't usually look like a saggy old tit. Yeah, you did call that immediately. Like, yo, what's wrong with his tit? Yeah, it looked what like his that? torso was winking. <laughs> it was like a shadow. Weird to see a dude time. with one deflated tit, but <laughs> and yeah, it was sick that fucking Shane dropped in. Yeah, that was great. What a what a treat for the the faithful that showed up. Guys, would it be, f- be fair to call that Adesanya thing a uh, forest titiker? Dude, you need to be taken down a fucking peg. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Remember when that that in, remember in the '90s when that kid went to Singapore on like a school trip and he graffitied a car and they caned. caned him. Yeah, I'm gonna get you fucking caned in Singapore. Uh, I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can you have me caned? And you think they do it in Vietnam too? Because uh, I had some good fun this week with you. And I would like to have some more. I remember when that kid got. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. Yeah. Why? What's up? Oh shit! Sorry, Did we ignore I something you said. I'm sorry. My mic. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I'm, good. I'm literally just over here like spazzing all my own shit. Sorry, keep going. You're good, dog. I ruined it. Oh yeah, dude. And uh, who, oh, who the fuck was it? There was uh, the lady that looked like Kevin Lee, and uh, in the chat, Chelsea and Chef McNulty teamed up on calling her Wakanda Sykes. <laughs> 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 yes. What a fucking stream. That was so sick, man. And for those of you that have never checked it out, I think it's probably our UFC streams are like 20% UFC talk and just 80% of us making fun of each other. Just playing too much, for sure. Yeah, way too much. Did Tommy take his dick out? Did I see that? Or was that a rumor? Uh, I heard it. I didn't see it. Though. No, but he was putting some pressure on the front of those shorts. I didn't shorts. see it either. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he had like those tiny, yeah, he had like orange shorts on. Mm-hmm. He's definitely done some camboy work to to tantalize like that. <laughs> and I can't say I blame him. I think he has a fisheye lens on his laptop webcam <laughs> because he the I don't know. <laughs> when he when he would stand up, his fucking meat would become the center of the universe. <laughs> and then he lounges back and he just he owns the whole screen. Yeah, Dude, it was like a nice bird vibe. tsunami. Like it's like you're watching like a three D movie in the theater. So yeah, that was uh yeah, they, they, you don't have to know you don't have to know anything about UFC. 
Well, you know, if there's something interesting to explain, we'll try to do it while Tommy and John make fun of us. Um, but for yeah. the most part, it's just that, that's just uh, batting practice for the chat, just setting them up and letting them go, letting them rip. And I, as, you know, even though I enjoy UFC, through. oh no doubt, man. Every fucking week, the chat is definitely one of the biggest highlights of doing this shit. And I also want to add that I know very little about UFC, even though I do enjoy it very much. Um, you two are extremely knowledgeable and provide all the background that anybody could want. Yeah, we try not to overdo it. And then, again, dude, more credit to Chef. It can't be overstated how much Chef McNulty contributes. He's in the chat usually, like, instant fact-checking everything and, and laying some shit down for people. Yeah, plus McKeever always puts money out where we start to, like, put that down. <laughs> yeah. Juices the action a little bit. It's a little, a little bit of fun. And uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm ready to commit right now. We're gonna do a live event for Khabib versus Gagey. On the 24th. Yeah, Can't we're, wait, we're gonna, lock, we'll lock down a uh, venue, possibly the rooftop. Um, I don't know. We'll get it done. That's a, that's a promise. That'll be fun. Do you guys want to do the gambling thing again? Yeah, the gambling. No, that'd be fun. great. Yeah, Chris, we, ex explain what you did last time. Uh, I impulsively bought 36 visors and then had to find <laughs> something to do with them. <laughs> I bought 36 of those, like, Vietnamese gambling visors that are, like, clear, and they came in multicolors. And then uh, we were doing that live event, so then there was, what, five or six of us? Mm. There was five or six colors of visors. So mm. we didn't announce that this was happening before people showed up. Like, people just showed up, we gave them a color visor, and then we explained it, like, all right, whatever color visor you have matches with whatever host has that color visor, you're on board for his picks. And then throughout the event, we, we would pick winner over under and then method, and then uh, whatever guy won the most. Who did McKeever win? I think McKeever won. That's whatever like host, some money. That sounds whatever right. Whatever host ends Dude, up. we all won. Everyone there, everyone yeah, there was a, a fucking winner. Yeah, it was just a way to be able to talk shit in between the fights and like get people riled up at each other. And the neighbors were like hammered. Remember that they were on. They were on my team. The one hammered chick. Oh, we we shit. got we got to bring Larry's backyard barbecue back as well. That was delicious. If only for the racism. Out. <laughs> Larry's backyard barbecue. Oh man, I, I missed that segregated brisket. My God, <laughs> I had like four or five of those that night. I got mm -hmm. Tim was putting them down. I remember seeing Tim. Dude, that's one of the greatest aspects of being able to do this is being being able to be around like so many people that listen to this that do something super well. Like having Larry from Larry's backyard barbecue just come out and be like, oh yeah, I'll bring some food and yeah. just provide the best fucking brisket anybody could ever fucking have just because it's something he felt like doing yeah and he's so nice he's just talking shit the whole time the man. hanging out enjoying the show hey what's up over here answering questions larry's the man dude larry's backyard barbecue nobody does yeah. racism like barry larry's backyard barbecue <laughs> <laughs> actually barry's backyard barbecue is anti-racism for sure <laughs> the lame barbecue larry yeah larry's larry's is uh the race not a spicy barbecue for me um, that'll be fun to do that again we'll get some more visors going and uh we'll divvy it up into teams again make the betting smoother yeah talk dude, shit to each other all night again those asian visors were the perfect touch i think this time we all need to squat down and smoke as well everybody's smoking cigarettes <laughs> if it's outside you have to smoke cigarettes at this show and just screaming directions of people everybody's got like monopoly money shaking at each other yeah that's what we're going for chris what's the extent of um your worst with gambling because you know, seem like you've had some experiences i've been yeah. known to gamble with my heart 
Unfortunately, I probably never learned to put a lock on it. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Oh fuck. <laughs> it's unlocked like a southern screen door. <laughs> There's not many chips left in the casino. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I think I like gambling so much now with you guys because it's never ruined my life yet. Like it's one of those things. Where I could still like kind of go full force on it. It's like, yeah, this hasn't blown up yet. This is going pretty good. We'll see how it works out. Oh man, nothing beats like a good degenerate gambling ground, man. As as yeah. awful as it feels when it's done, few things can compare to the rush. Did you have a did you have a stint where you uh, you enjoyed? Yeah, the dude, dude, I'm thinking about it and I'm thrusting my hips as I'm reliving <laughs> it in my mind. Oh my god, what was your game? What'd you do? Did you just game? I played blackjack. Yeah, dude. Well, blackjack. I swear, I went down Atlantic City with my boys after we saw. Uh, CSNY one winner and we went down there and it was just like yeah I'll play blackjack and I had like 200 bucks and I was like this is awesome and I won something like 180 bucks which at the time was like fucking 10,000 and <laughs> dude I drove home I went to bed and as soon as I woke up I went right back down and lost the rest of that money uh, that drive home though were you like this is a career this is my career now. yeah oh you yeah that yeah uh, dude, Rounders was out, and I was like, dude, I can do this. Even though Rounders <laughs> is about poker, I was like, I'm going to be the fucking <laughs> yeah. Rounders of Blackjack. Still cards, cards, same fucking thing. I'm Matt Damon. Yeah, dude. I, it got to the point where I was going down. Like, this was like during the weeks, like, you know, you could get in on a table. You could do like $10 a hand. Um, but then I didn't realize when I really got into it, when you went down on the weekends, the minimums were so much higher at tables. Because, like, even the sit at the table, it's like, all right, I got to play at least like fucking 20 bucks a hand here. And I might have only brought down like a little over a hundred bucks. So within minutes, I would be wiped out and have uh, to drive a fucking hour and a half home. That's not a fun drive home. You wipe yourself out real quick like that. Oh. So that's, that was essentially a commercial for the Atlantic City Tourism Bureau. <laughs> no, I've never gotten into casino gambling like that. We used to sports bet in high school. We wired money down to Sense Sports to uh, you wire at Western Union for pre-show Lopez through a payphone. And then you could bet on sports. So we faded the Sonics their last season. We mm -hmm. bet on the Sonics to lose every game because nobody gave a shit about playing for that franchise. And like that worked out. Okay. Oh, okay. damn dude. Yeah. They only had Gary Payton and he was hammered every night. So <laughs> <laughs> we we're like fucking whoever the Sonics are playing, we're betting on them. But that didn't go bad. That like went okay. That was a decent strategy. Tim, you ever gamble? Uh, I go to the casino once a year. Uh, my sister makes me go on my birthday and I'm not, I don't like casinos. I don't know where this tradition came from. I've never enjoyed casinos. Uh, I I I'm ready for it every time, and I I always say I. So she like, she'll yeah she'll take me to the casino and give me like two hundred bucks, and force me to gamble, and I leave angry every time, mm -hmm. and she somehow wins money, and I'm like <laughs> I I really wish you would have just found a different way to give me two hundred dollars that I could keep. Do you have strategies to preserve the two hundred dollars at this point in time, or have you just gone different? Yeah, I walk every around year? to the um, I walk around to the uh, slot machines and I look at one that either hasn't been used or one that someone just walked away from really angry. <laughs> Dude, this that's, sounds that's my only I'm sorry, your birthday is yeah. this bad sometimes. Yeah, um, I I've been shown how to play craps. So I've been instructed in playing craps probably fifteen times, and I still do not understand it even a little bit. I don't understand it either. It's the coolest looking game, though. But I don't know. Mike, can you play craps? Do you know what you're doing? 
I do not. And I watched it. The last time I went to a casino to observe craps, I was fucking whacked on coke. This was the night of my last bender. And the guy yeah, I went with, like he that. was a big craps player. And dude, I was just fucking I was blasting lines in the bathroom, kept coming back, trying to learn the game. I stood there for about six hours and I still had no idea how anything happened. Dude, oh. Avatar, the last coke bender. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would that be fair to say, you fucking pussy? Good. What's up? Uh, as a matter of fact, I texted Tim from the casino asking him if he can come pick me up at like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Did you oh, got, and, you, were you supposed to get a ride home from that guy or what? Yeah, yeah. He ended up he, he 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 took me to his house, then put me in an Uber like he was a very like cool guy and like, you know, was very nice to me. But man, what what an awful night. The last time I went to the casino was uh, the the morning after I got my vasectomy this year. My my buddy, my buddy Scott. I was supposed to be laying down for at least the morning, and uh, yeah, my buddy Scott came and he was visiting from uh, Germany at the time, and he came and picked me up, and we went to the casino, and uh, I was just miserable again. I I was wearing a tracksuit with a gauze diaper under it. <laughs> you fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just uh it was it was uh what's it called Rivers Casino now on the waterfront. Uh, yeah. Just Sugar House, but, the old Sugar House. Yeah, oh, Sugar it was House, Sugar yeah. House. Yeah. Nothing but fucking retards and Eagles jerseys just mm. blowing child support money and yeah. uh Asian Casino smoking cigarettes. And, uh, but it was a good team, my buddy. Even though I couldn't maximize the amount of fun that I had last time, I would love to go back to Las Vegas again because that is degenerate central. I've never been. Is it just the whole city that 24-7? It's great, man. It was just the fucking best. Do they run live shows at like 6 a.m.? Like, do they? Is everything twenty four seven? Where it's like, and you can see the Blue Man Group at four thirty a.m. I, <laughs> um, I don't think it's that far off. Like, you could probably go to a lounge, a lounge, and like watch like a fucking Whitney Houston impersonator at that time. Um, That'd be wild to go. Dude, there. I think Britney Spears is a slave in Las Vegas right now. Well, she's a slave for you first and foremost. <laughs> That's not a bad end for her. Remember when she went nuts for a second? She was like she had like yeah. a episode. She shaved her head. She's going back. She's got a residency. I think I think this is still all a part of that. I think I think her her life was taken. This is probably what Kanye is flipping out about right now with the music industry. She probably was like bound to something in a music industry contract somewhere that made her lose her mind. And I I, I I'm betting. You know what? I I haven't read a single thing about this, but I think she's either in Vegas because of some slave contract. Or to hide from like th- like some technicality in this Vegas residency protects her from the slave contract. I have, I have she, nothing to base that on. Do you think she uh, hypothetically, if that's correct, do you think she regrets that contract more than KFED? Which one do you think she regrets wow. more? He seemed like a decent dude. I mean, as far as wiggers go, <laughs> you know, she hit the jackpot because he's an involved dad. Yeah, they did have kids. He can dance. Right? Yeah, he always reminded me of that guy from the news story who gambled away. Not gambled. He spent his family's entire savings on winning a Rastafarian banana on the boardwalk. Uh, Henry Gribbum. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know his name? Uh, because I, I've communicated with him. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a seance or is he still alive? A very cool guy. Uh, still alive. And would um, he come on the show? 
Uh, I bet we could get him on the show. That's a guess. <laughs> That's what's all. He, he's a Rhode Island native and very strong opinions on things. <laughs> like what? I'm, I'm going to assume race relations. Just very, everything's very spicy, man. And it's, it's. That's a Patreon uh, app. He is. Yeah. And it's like, he, he is. Everything about him screams, I will blow my entire life up to win this fucking Rastafarian teddy bear for my kids. All right. Uh, let's lock him down. It was a Rastafarian banana. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I yeah. said. Okay. I didn't see this video. Was that like a carnival game? Was that like the board? Yeah, well, he went to, um, yeah, you guys seem kids- like, I'm going to be honest. You guys seem like kindred spirits. I, th- I think we would get. I think we would. Um, we would hit it off. Yeah. I mean, we kind of have, but and um, yeah, he got locked up for a little bit. And I remember like looking up like how to send people money, but I couldn't figure it out. I did figure it out though. I ended up sending Meek Mill money when he was in jail. <laughs> you simped Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> I sent him ten bucks, man. It's a lot of phone calls to go through. <laughs> but for him. For yeah. him, it was super easy. Like, if you have somebody's full name, and I don't even think you need, like, the inmate ID, but if you have their full name and know exactly where they're at, the one for Meek Mill was pretty simple. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't figure out for him. And there was a pedophile, or no, a guy who killed a pedophile. Oh, okay. I wanted uh, to say. <laughs> way different Yeah, yeah, yeah. different story. But a dude murdered a pedophile, and I wanted to put some money on his books. But um, either they wouldn't allow it, or, again, it must have been a fucked up system. <laughs> I wouldn't even think to put money on books. It's like a, a thought. It's kind of fun. Well, yeah. I, you know, you know, it's it's one of those pay it forward things. It's like you, you know, how excited you get when a direct deposit hits your account. You're like, oh shit, I forgot about that, or I didn't know about yeah. that. Like, just imagine like being able to buy like ten dollars worth of fucking Cheetos. Yeah, do you think like, uh, hey. Do you think Meek Mill is ever going to be like, hey, Mike, I remember when you hit when you put ten dollars on my books. Let me give you a point on my next album. Man, you know I don't, I don't do things with uh, with return in mind. But sure. but if you can hey, get a verse not? on a Meek Mill album, oh my god, you'd be willing to do it, right? Man, yeah, well we're putting it out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know. All right, gang, you know what to do. Let's get Mike a verse on a Meek Mill track. <laughs> that is funny. You could just donate money to like every prisoner. Kind of has a GoFundMe. You could just find them randomly and chuck some money on there and not explain it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but what originally started it off for me is I considered communicating with serial killers that I was interested in. Mm. Um, would you go written letters or would you go emails? Well, I was going to do written letters, but then I was always had that little bit of apprehension because like at the time where I considered doing this, I had a family and, you know, if not, not worried about them getting out, but worried about the people who support them being like, Yo, this fucking fat retard in the suburbs of Philadelphia is is writing me, and I would like for you to kill him. <laughs> I yeah, had that in the back of my mind. That's you the know, Red Dragon though, plot. That's the Red Dragon Will Graham plot, where Lecter gives away his family's address or something, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I seen it's that, also the plot of Problem Child. <laughs> Same writer. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that was the basis for that. Um, I still might write the serial killers. Who knows? I think it's an interesting idea. I just I wouldn't have faith to handwrite shit because of that same fear yeah. of like I don't know what kind of Hannibal Lecter brain he's got. He's gonna find mm-hmm. me. Find my, I don't know. I'm, Plus, don't like they could email. be like a super genius. All they need is a sample of your handwriting to pin a crime on you. Like I was, <sighs> how could I have killed again when I was in prison? 
Yeah, dude, Hannibal Lecter's crafty. Although I guess serial killers benefit from that stereotype, so I'm just assuming all of them are Hannibal Lecter smart. There, there's no fucking way. Yeah, I, I think, you know, most of them are just people who enjoy uh, just murder, you know? Everybody's got their thing. Just Not all geniuses, though. That's what they ended up with, you know? Yeah, I, I saw a... Uh... I saw like a, a, a now this video on Twitter today, and it was a guy saying, um, <laughs> this is not funny. I, I'm nervous giggling. There was a guy saying, uh, he was like reading a statement. He was on death row about to be executed. He was like, you know, uh, African Americans are only 12% of the population. However, we account for 50% of the federal death row population, and something needs to change. And like, it was like a media outlet. It was like New York Times or something was like, we need, you know, death row reform. It's, it's, you know, uh, it disproportionately affecting African Americans. And instantly, I was like, e- that seems like an easy thing to get behind. And then uh, the the retweet that actually was like, it was embedded in was like, by the way, this guy's crime was uh, kidnapping a couple and lighting the car on fire with them locked in the trunk. I was like, all right, well, yeah, we also need so. we also need DMV reform. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I guess I agree with him. I, he he had some good points, but mm-hmm. you got to really, a, you got to separate yeah. the art from the artist on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough closing line there. Where it's like, by the way, all these ideas, this guy fucking incinerated two people. They were out on a date to Chili's. He just fucking blew the car up. He's got some good ideas. He's like, uh, and you know, we make up 50% of the federal death row population. Take me, for instance, as they're putting a black hood over his face. <laughs> They're like, ah, all right, that's enough. <laughs> oh, that guy was definitely guilty, though. Was he saying that he's innocent, or was it like a definitely guilty dude writing that? You uh, know? Hold on, the uh, the stream might be frozen. Give it, give me one second here, gang. Let me hold let me on. sort this out. That's a that's a poor lobbyist. If he's definitely guilty of burning two people in a car, that's not who you want. As a there was an organization. Yeah, yeah, that's bad news. There was a guy that had written to Charles Manson uh, fucking the Night Stalker and there was one other one it might have been Ted Kaczynski and he wrote as though he was a child and he wrote over the course of like 10 years because his goal was to see what kind of advice they would give somebody who could potentially seem as though they're going down the wrong path if they would just be like all right, there are people who did horrible things and just be like "All right, I did these horrible things but also if I could do it over again and kind of like pay that forward by imparting advice to somebody who may also fall to those pitfalls, I could do that. Um, the Night Stalker was very cool. I'm pretty sure his tech Kaczynski was also pretty cool. But then uh, Manson was a total lunatic. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, though. That somebody thought to do that experiment. And you, you heard uh, Manson's like on LSD. He was like a CIA operative. There's a whole conspiracy theory about that. Well, I I started to read that book, um, the the Manson CIA thing. Yeah. But I had checked that at a certain point. Um, I don't know why, but you know, you know, I'm yeah, it's a, a lot to go through. There's like a lot of, and I don't have any background events to be able to base that story on. So it's like I would have to learn all of that because I don't really mm-hmm. know shit about Manson at all. Yeah, I, I think I think what, the big intrigue is just in that time period because those crimes essentially ended that era, which was you know such a. A peaceful t- well i shouldn't say peaceful time because there was a lot of unrest but a time where like people certain groups of people would congregate and just you know you know it was the free love era 
Yeah. So true. a significant portion of people did that, but then, you know, I guess Vietnam was also popping off and sure, right after the Tate LaBianca murders, I think the exorcist came out in 73 and like people mm. were scared of Satan and shit. Everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? It's like a cultural shift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one aspect and, of dude, one aspect of that, um, Manson and CIA book that I thought was interesting was how they highlighted just how fucking just greasy the, uh, the prosecutor in the Manson case was Vincent Pugliosi. Yeah. I heard about was, that guy. Yeah, he's a real fucking dirtbag. Yeah, and uh, his wife and shit. Yeah, dude. He, I mean, one, he was a lunatic, but also he had a second family. Like while he was married with a kid, he had another relationship where he started another family. In the same city. Yes. Can't pull that off anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nineteen seventies thing. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, you'd have to give him credit for that though. Uh, Tim, you ever write to a serial? Would you write to a serial killer? If uh, you felt inclined to? Um, I can't imagine a situation where I would write to a serial killer. Um, I don't know. Maybe if he had a cool method. They just don't interest you. You're just past it. You're like, ah, I'm not into it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right so outside yeah uh me okay no i don't i don't think i would ever write to a serial killer but i do think it would be fun to help serial killers come up with like unique uh execution methods you know what i mean like a like a hot dog gun firing squad type situation oh they could pick their own way of going out yeah that'd be pretty fucking cool all right I would go electric. I'd go electric chair if I could pick, right? Would you? Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know, man. You ever get shocked before? <sighs> yeah, but yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. What would you go with? Electric chair was my first instinct. I didn't really think it out. Electric chair would be exciting. Um, what what did they use to to lethal injections? at sodium pentothal? Apparently, apparently, lethal injection is like the the worst idea. How really? so? You don't want to do lethal injection. So with lethal injection. The uh, the drugs that they use are hard to manufacture or like very expensive or, or something like that. So a lot of states end up cutting corners, and what happens is the, uh, the drug that paralyzes you is very easy to get, but the drug that kills you is like sometimes you get like an oops all berries, and uh, mm. it's you're you're paralyzed, but you're in excruciating pain for like fifteen minutes before you die. Fuck. And there's no way to like yelp that experience. You can't like <laughs> <laughs> you can't be like that suck. It's like getting visited by a prison paralysis demon. <laughs> yeah, then it's over. You can't even tell anybody about it. Lethal injections out then. Yeah, it's like getting uh, diarrhea in your veins and you're just <laughs> laying there completely stone faced, so no one even knows like the, the uh oh, that's terrible. The hell that you're being dragged through. Guillotine's oh. better than that, right? Yeah. It's pretty quick. You know what'd be a pretty sick way to die is um DJ lethal injection, the DJ from Limp Biscuit. If like they just like strapped you onto a gurney and they just put headphones on you and play DJ lethal beats for you. <laughs> you just brain melts because it's too awesome. You're like, I can't handle all this. DJ Lethal, bring it on. Damn. That was like my sixth grade, six seven. When did you guys get hit with Limp Biscuit? I was in like sixth, seventh grade. <laughs> Oh, dude, I was at a high school. Um, really? I would say like 90, 
98, I think uh, their first album that had Counterfeit on it, I was like, all right, this is, this is my shit. But you could drive a car when it came out, because that's the big difference for me. Uh, it's like if I could drive yeah. a car with a stereo and it came out, that would have been incredible. Well, dude, we, I would just sit at my uh, my boy my boys Danny and Steve's house, and they had a pretty loud sound system. We would just blast like fucking that and corn, fucking Deftones all the time. And that's an it was the best. Pool soundtrack, dude. Just oh, that dude. Stuff on on repeat. Somebody's sisters there. It's good. It's it's funny, man. Like, cause Limp Bizkit was a a band that everybody likes to clown, but you know. Man, I was listening to some yesterday. Their <laughs> really? set from yeah, their set from Woodstock was pretty awesome. Like, there's one really funny video of it where right before Nookie, Fred Durst's mic cuts out, and he's just walking around the stage trying to asking the crowd if his mic works, and they're not responding. So he's just saying like random random things, and he's like responding to things in the audience. Like somebody throws an orange juice, he's like, "Hey, man, that was a full orange juice." <laughs> and then finally uh he gets a mic that works after like three minutes like it's 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 pretty excruciating and then he gets a mic that works and then they start to go in the nookie and then man almost flipped over my my computer desk live nookie at woodstock 99 they were burning shit then right there was a bunch of yeah. fires yeah, yeah. Oh, one cool thing about fred durst though was through that whole thing like he's he's remarking about how he wants to keep things peaceful and he's uh and he's congratulating people for keeping things peaceful up until that point Although I think break stuff kind of turned oh, yeah, the tables. It's crazy. Yeah. Start burning shit again. But yeah, that was the only one of those they did. They, they didn't do another Woodstock, did they? It was 99. That was it. Uh, it's a good. You know what? They might have tried to do one, but I don't think. I might just be making that up in my mind. I missed it. I was too young. That shit was all too cool for me. I was yeah, that was. Watch MTV. Yeah, it was, it was a great DVD that I used to put on a lot because. Uh, Corns, not their entire set, but they would have singles from from different artists on the the Woodstock '99 DVD. And Corn, they did Blind, and then uh, fucking Kid Rock's Bob with the Ba was legendary. I think, I think like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to put my myself in the headspace of Mike Rainey in unironically enjoying all this music and then having Woodstock '99 happen. That had oh, to be. <laughs> that'd be paradise before Dude, your that... life got more complicated it was just perfect chris that was headbang <laughs> yeah, you're crushing it your 2000s coming up nothing Dude, to worry about chris kid rock chris Enton, kid rock came out on stage in a full-length white fur coat yeah he did. did you uh but... had you ever had a girlfriend up until this point when woodstock 99 happened absolutely not so was there a, was there a part of you like watching Woodstock '99 and like you're just watching Limp Biscuit get the fuck after it and you're like man if I was there I would definitely be putting on a fucking headbanging performance in a backwards hat that would attract a girlfriend. I don't remember thinking that, but I don't think that's too out of the realm of possibility. I honestly like it was just something that I really enjoyed. Although, uh, me, Danny, and Steve would reenact this one scene from this. Uh, corn tour video dvd that we had where like they would just stand around and they would crush cores lights and then they would spit the beer at each other and me danny and steve would stand out front of their house and uh pound a cores light but without swallowing it just spit it at each other <laughs> it was another two years before a girlfriend i got a question for you how long do you think we age into it being cool music again you know how shit always comes in cycles yeah. so i'll talk like, how, how many years until like it's Corn becomes cool young people music again. 
Chris, I, like I, I don't see it happening. I don't know about cool young music, but I'm there because there was a while where it's just like, ah, yeah, I'm not into this anymore. But then um, I got back into it and Limp Bizkit was super fucking cool to me again, man. Yeah, I think it'll come in waves. Remember 80s music came back mm-hmm. in like the, I think whatever that was, like early 2000s in like another 10 years, that'll be like the cool shit. To be fair, I think, old dorks. I think mm-hmm. Korn historically was always specifically for 40 year old dudes feeling things for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And I stand by that for sure. Well, like 13 year olds who smoke cigarettes. Those are like the two demos. Yeah. Yeah. Like stained is the same thing. Stained is the ultimate custody battle bad uh custody battle dad band did i ever tell you that um i was on an, a stained concert video what? uh we've talked about stained before i don't know if i recall this specifically hbo used to have a series called reverb reverb was and when i went when i went to this one stained concert they were filming for reverb and at two separate points you could see me um i had a mohawk and i was wearing a wife beater and you could see me in the mosh pit one time, and then I'm getting crowd surfed on uh, one of their slower songs. Was it a tight mohawk? How high up was this mohawk? This is important. yeah, it was it was pretty tight, man. Um, okay. Uh, do you know? Probably what, do you remember a, which song it was during? Um, if you give me a minute, I could probably relive it. Okay, because I found three tracks. From, it's not outside. Is it suffer, break, spleen? No. Um, Shh, I'm glad you didn't go gel mohawk. That would have been worse. Tight what's the, what's the song? I do, yeah, dude. That's the one I went with. But uh, in everything I can't remember, whatever that song was, it's fucked up. It's been a while. Oh, that's a yeah, it's been a, been a while. Been a while. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say it wasn't that? I think you specifically said it wasn't that. I'm pretty sure it was that. Now, you're in a been a while music video, <sighs> Chris. Man. Dude, that's it, a credit. That's that, a that, I should have died <laughs> just so I, that could be my, my lasting impression on the world. It's your funeral card. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this picture. you got to put this on the internet. Oh, dude, I'm on a stained it. fan site right now. And it, it, looks, like it looks exactly like you'd expect a stained fan <laughs> site to look like. Stained-online.com. Chris, what do you think your stained is? Uh, my version of stained? Uh, I think... I don't know. The three dollar bill, Limp Biscuit album hit me. Mm-hmm. I think that counts. That'll. I won't be able to hide that if you put that on. Or Devil Without a Cause, that old Kid Rock <laughs> album, same time. Man, where it's like I can't on. If somebody puts that on, like I, it's hard. Like I, I like it. Same. Or it's what, like I can't what was really the question, Mike? It. I asked Chris what his version of Stained was. What's yours? Mine. I gotta go with Goldfinger. I never got into that. Were they like Pennywise? Do you like Pennywise too coming up? Pennywise is like probably cool definitely Pennywise. cooler. Uh, big air quotes on that than Goldfinger. Goldfinger was a very lame band to be into, uh, especially at the time. That was definitely a fat kid band. I miss both of them, but they go together in a pair in my head. With Pennywise. Yeah, listen to the fucking California punk bands that had ska elements. That was fat virgin energy, and I had it. <laughs> 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 remember Joe C was like big from when Joe C died I remember it like broke my heart the Kid Rock mentioned so yeah, yeah when he, he fucking passed away yeah. I don't know when like a while ago I remember dude that was, was that, yeah that, that was a day off from work death man that, that was a <laughs> yeah, rough one dude. just just a single pallbearer carrying that little casket <laughs> with the flag 
out of half mass, dude. He fucking passed away. I feel bad for him. Dude, I, I got this. I got to see him before he died, though. Did you see him in person? Dude, I saw. Actually, I just talked about this the other night on Are You Garbage, which comes out Tuesday, by the way. But um, when I was home from boot camp, I was on ten day leave, and the night before, I had to go down to North Carolina for combat training. Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock were at the Electric Factory in Philly, so I spent like all of the money that I had left on treating all my boys to tickets to go see Limp, Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock, and Joe C was there too, man. Please tell me he's taller than you thought he would be. Nah, man, he was. Um, good things come in small packages, man. <laughs> he was like, yeah, like, yep, that's Joe C. Fuck, yeah. All right, well, all right. That might have been a gunshot. I didn't hear he got gunshots now too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so casual. There's nothing you could do about it. You're like, ah, fuck. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, well, I talked about this recently. There was there was a night I think last week where I heard six gunshots in the middle of the night, and I looked out the front window and I couldn't see where they came from. And the people that were like wandering around in the street didn't seem that excited about it. So I was just like, all right, well, that's the <sighs> end of that story as far as I know. Whatever. Yeah, they're not freaking out. You know. Just six gunshots sound like yo, 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 yo. <laughs> My God, just uh, I can't fucking wait to get out of here. It's 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 getting it's like I it, I don't know. I don't want to complain about it anymore. I've complained about it enough, but just just please understand that it is getting worse almost by the hour every day, and I can't Dude. get out of here soon enough. First dad meet cast from the new location is gonna be awesome though. Oh, You're man. gonna feel so liberated. Yeah, I'm going to have to work really hard to get the energy just right. It's almost like that thing where people are afraid to take antidepressants, where they're like, is it going to take away the thing that makes me like able to do stuff? Yeah. I am worried about that, but I think that's a stupid thought, and I'm going to I'm gonna work past it. You're going to thrive. I'm gonna do you want to slide over to the Patreon? I owe it to, to everyone to thrive. Yeah, I'll slide over to the Patreon. Um, Chris, can you stick around? Yeah, sure. All right, sweet. Yeah, I, I'm gonna finish off the last of the uh, the YouTube problems. Uh, give, just give me like 30 seconds between episodes, and uh, we'll we'll move over to the Patreon now. Oh, yeah. um, free listeners, thanks for joining us. Uh, consider joining the Patreon. It's a dollar, um, and I promise it'll be worth it. Uh, it's a dollar minimum. You can you can support us however you please. Uh, also, if you're listening to this, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com/slash/DadMeat. Um, where we do multiple live streams every week, including the episode you're listening to right now. Um, the UFC streams uh, are becoming more and more frequent. And uh, look for us to put together a live in-person event for Khabib versus Justin Cagey. With that gambling Can't wait. stuff. Mm, that being fun. said, uh, also make sure you're listening to Oral Presentations, created by Chris Wood. It's, Thank you. Uh, I'll give you a second to talk about it if you want to, but I would say that it's it's exemplary it's exemplary of what you should be doing with your time specifically right now. Where it, this isn't stuff that's just kicking around in Chris's head that he wants to like explain on a podcast. He's actually going out and he'll take the seed of interest in something and turn it into uh, full episodes of entertaining context and uh, just f- exploration. In, in a way that is so funny to listen to, but also just a, a, a worthwhile way to spend your time. I'm, I'm ruining my brain. I'm ruining my, my ability to socialize. <laughs> Disagree. Right. I think you've got it backwards. No, bro. no. 
No, I'm telling you, when I hang out with people now, it's weird because I'm just doing book reports by myself on shit. And then it was just me talking. And then when I get there, I'm like gunshot to talk to people. Yeah. But it's really oh, yeah. fun. If you want to if you want to check shit out, we're doing the worst year to ever be alive this week. <laughs> what year is it? Uh, 356 AD. Fucking mess. <laughs> it was a fucking mess. It was a mess. <laughs> it was fucking hellacious. I'll tell you about it on the Patreon. I, mean, it's really I cannot anyway, wait to hear so about it. It's a Byzantine Empire sucked. <laughs> Everything sucked, dude. It sucked. All right, sick. We'll see you boys over on the Patreon. Love you guys. Hell yeah. Love you, bubs. <laughs> Chris, I cannot wait to hear about this. Oh, yeah. All day.